Hello everyone, it's Trent here. Welcome to the Anxiety Hour podcast. I'm the founder of Team Resilience Academy. We are your leaders in coaching qualification. We've got some pretty kick-ass business clients and we're also global. We work with clients in New Zealand. We've done retreats in Bali and locally. And today is very, very special for me because 2021 was always about bringing a next level quality of guest or someone on uh, people on different levels of frequency. And today I'm really, really excited to meet Lauren, founder of, sorry to introduce Lauren from Zenko Yoga. So Lauren is, she has four studios on the Sunshine Coast. As I listen to some of her podcasts and read some of her work, there's an amazing level of depth about this human. I've been through two classes. I'm now a member of a studio at Zenko Bedina and every other, every other class. So I'm truly excited. She's a lover of Ayurvedic medicine. Um, <laughs> spiritual being i'm going to leave it at that and we're going to get straight into it so welcome lauren oh so good to be here thanks Trent. <laughs> well uh, just to paint a picture um because we've got clients 800 a thousand k's west of like brisbane and that sort of stuff like we are sitting right now in one of the most comfy little pillows we're in this beautiful uh, studio in bedina um and just thank you for what you brought to us today it was awesome Pleasure. Thanks for coming along to class. Well done. It was a hot, sweaty one, actually. It was. I was wondering when we were going to turn on the aircon. It came on eventually. <laughs> eventually. No, I thought, are we in hot yoga or what? But um, what I'm here for, one thing I love about your scripting, and it's intuitive, you talk about things like cells, you talk about intention, you talk about um, presence, you talk about chakras, you're speaking my language. So like, where, where does your inspiration come from? Now, the... the the passion to bring as many people to the practice as possible. Awesome. One, you know, class at a time. It's awesome because like you have a massive business. You don't necessarily have to be teaching, but you're here with us. Um, you're there with us. Your energy is awesome. Like just your enthusiasm. Um, it, it, it does show how much you love this. Like, um, so where did it all start for you? Stress. Anxiety. Yep. And probably really, possibly looking back, soul searching, but I probably wouldn't have called it that at the time. I would have called it stress or anxiety. And I knew I needed something. I love that. A lot of people look at, a lot of people um, we run into, uh, and you were saying today, what if there's a different way? And that's a great question because a lot of people we run into are like, why is my life so bad? Mm -hmm. Why do I have anxiety? Why me? Poor me. Mm. Do you find questions help your client shift a lot easier, like those type of questions? 100%, because it lands, doesn't it? Lands somewhere. Even if they're not aware of it, it lands. It's like planting that seed of intention. I love that. So we've, in our practice, with see, we have a framework, psychology, physiology, sociology, in that order. We have found that you can free yourself from the negative perception associated to anxiety in, in one question. What's some of the things you've seen in your practice in relation to setting people free? Like, what do you see? What changes do you see in front of you? Physically? Yep. We'll start physically because most people would come to a yoga practice for physical benefits. Most of you know, we're physical beings. We live in a physical world. So physically, you're going to see people that come in with, with backache or um, an ailment of some sort, and they'll start to ease up, um, not feel as much pain, sleep a little bit better. Uh, feel a little more open in their bodies. So the big F word that we throw around, you know. Flexibility. That's it. Oh, <laughs> nearly got your trend. Um, everybody's talking about it. Um, starts to appear. 
you know, mm-hmm. maybe not overnight, but over a few weeks of practice and a few months. So the physical is the first one that we notice. Mm-hmm. And then it's the mental, like, I didn't react like I would have used to to a situation that may have happened. Let's take a traffic um, encounter or a conflict in the workplace. All of a sudden, I actually used a bit of my yoga breath and I, I breathed and I paused and I didn't just react. So we call it responding, overreacting. Mm-hmm. And then we start to notice, hey, our relationships are changing because I'm being more open and maybe more kind and starting to apply some of the, the principles and the ethical guidelines, the practice of yoga. And that shows up in our relationships, in our relationships with our children, with our partners, with our colleagues, with, you know, with our communities. And it's just this roll-on effect and that's what I notice. And over months and years, people come in and I see transformation in people, especially when they start to bring their family members in or people say, what are you on? <laughs> what has happened? What has shifted? I want what he's having. So they come in too and they start to get the benefits. And it's not all easy, smooth sailing. And it's very similar to, to anxiety or to life, right? It's not like all of a sudden everything is awesome. There's work to do and there's continual work. But when we come to accept that every day there's work and that every day we're given lessons, every day something is thrown at us for us. I know you use that term for us because I've listened to some of your awesome podcasts. We start to understand that we're actually living a life. We're making the most of every moment. We're finding more moments of presence. And that, like I said in today's class, we're falling in love with our lives, falling in love with ourselves. I am. Um, a lot of people want to come in with them and receive the magic uh, pill or for us to give us answers like I think where I've described the coaching industry in life coaching industry as a bag of shit because they're not providing the conditioning elements they want to be the hero for their client and but uh, you need to participate in your own rescue if that's what you want yeah. to call it remove the ego right uh, yeah, yeah. remove the ego um, I had one of my mentors would actually tell his clients that the etymology of ego, which it is, is to know thyself. So mm-hmm. I think it's important, but also to, I think if you are protecting and um, like I was telling you, I was avoiding this place for a year. Yeah. You want to talk about that? <laughs> we <laughs> certainly can. I think, I think um, I definitely uh, I've sold my short self short in relation connection to in relationships. What I truly deserve. Um, I'm driven to create this, what we're creating, which hopefully we can share. Um, and I've really sold myself short in connection with relationships in the last couple of years, the last, sorry, the last two sessions, I find myself like at the end of it, releasing through hips, releasing through biceps. So mm. any leftover anger, cause we do psychosomatics and things like that is sort of starting to really leave the body. So that's the thing, like I'm home. So for me, you, thank you. Uh, which is really awesome because you can't change cell memory, mm-hmm. but you can shift the perception. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to talk a little bit about Ayurvedic medicine as well. You've obviously done extensive study. Mm-hmm. A little bit. How long have you been? How long have you been doing research around it, working? The with? Ayurvedic medicine is like a sister medicine yep. to the yoga practice, and so it's eating for your body type and eating for season. So mm-hmm. as we come into that warmer climate, we start to eat more grounding foods and warming foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so into, into the cooler climates, and then the opposite as we go into summer. So it's feeding the body what it needs. To return equilibrium and balance to the system. I'm a big fan of Deepak Chopra. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and that's what I'm throwing myself into it next year because with our five-level qualification that we've rebuilt, um, I think that's the missing link. And I love the way you said the pillars of Ayurvedic, which is uh, digestion, mm -hmm. sleep, and for women, menstrual cycle. That, that really blew me away how simplistic it was. <laughs> and the fact they used to sing, like they would write poetry about different elements. So as I go deeper into it, like it really, I, I believe it could be the missing link. I think um, with the, even with menstrual, menstrual cycles, I think we're all cycling around the moon. Women have the gift of bleeding, mm -hmm. um, men do not, but they're still cycling. You're still cycling around the moon. And when we start to understand that we are at one with nature, you know, we're mostly made up of, of water and that through the month, we are always changing and evolving. There's times of the month where it's that new energy and I want to create and I want to be out and about. And there's that time where we need to hibernate and, and ground and, and restore and renew. And that's cycling all the time. Yet we push ourselves out the door and we push ourselves to be that same version of ourselves every day but really it's, it's impossible i've been blessed with uh, uh in my team we've got a team of seven plus uh, quite a few coaches and they're really strong women and they openly say it's that time of month or it's my period i need to go to ground mm -hmm. and that's something i really had to learn over the last couple of years as we talk about feminine energy and just how powerful it is and um uh, oh, i could go on about this for hours but when it comes to relationships and things like that, how do you go having that level of awareness, bringing someone into your space? Like there'd be a really high standard, a really high tolerance, like not, there just would be a really high standard. Like, do you find it hard to meet people on that level? No, because I hang out in yoga studios. Nice. And um, I, don't, I, I actually avoid supermarkets and most public places and crowds. Um, I think it comes with growth and evolving and being aware of your energy that it can be affected know going into the shops obviously that's not easy for all of us to avoid some of us have to work in those places but we can do things to protect our energy fields relationships I think um, when your heart is open and that's just a whole other podcast isn't it really for mm -hmm. another day but when we open up the chakra system and the heart then relationships we can have with anyone and everyone mm -hmm. you know I can have love for you right here in this moment because my heart mm -hmm. is open and I see you mm -hmm feel you, I see you, I sense you, you know, it would only be my judgments or my own stuff for me to, to have it be any other way in this moment. I love that. I love that. There's massive benefits to judgment because obviously part of who we are is our core fundamental values. We need judgment to create separation and space. But I think when you get to the level that is really about observing. I was going to say, I think the, it's awareness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like awareness is is everything. Judgment can be limiting. It can mm -hmm. be um, toxic. Um, you know, yoga would answer. Yoga would say, um, rather than judging, notice. Yeah, I love it. Notice without judgment. Mm -hmm. And that when we start to notice, it's this kind way of mm -hmm. judging, I guess. And, and when we're noticing, we're building on that awareness. And awareness is everything. Certainly. What's the first step to change? Right. So, um, and I love that. Like we use, we have saying, just simple sayings. So I'm a mad fan of Wayne Dyer. Yes. Uh, he speaks to me like all the time. <laughs> I must have listened to Change Your Thoughts, Change Your uh, Purpose about, uh, must have been 15, 20 times because I'm awesome. auditory in my approach. And I love it how he talks about allow over try. So not meeting with force. And he talks about um, no one has control yet. No one goes without. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel that in your studio. I feel that in, that in your studio. So, I listened to your last podcast with Kim, was it? Kim Morrison. Yeah, yeah. And she talked about you having studios in Melbourne. Mm. Tell me about that. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. well, I had done my fit teacher training course and um, opened a studio in Hawthorne. And then not long after, um, I had my first daughter um, with my husband at the time and then opened another studio about 20 minutes away. So I operated those two while I had my second daughter and then we had them both running, um, doing really well, you know, and um, we decided to make the big change and move interstate from Melbourne, which... Um, what year was that? To, um, 2013. Yes, we... I lived in Point Cook first. So really? I had a PT student in Point Cook. Did and you? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was married to the mother of my two daughters. Mm. Um, I don't say X, I say call her by her name because yeah. that's um, limiting. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I really love Melbourne. Isn't Melbourne great? Yeah, it is. Yeah. The last year kind of sucked because having an affair is not a good thing in relation yeah. to <laughs> I talk about this all the time about uh, how I basically uh, made one decision, cost me nearly a million dollars, and, oh, yeah. and here I am. So uh -huh. <laughs> I didn't realise that. So Still I didn't, letting that go. Uh, yeah. One yoga class at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now, yeah. um. I, I really loved everything that Melbourne taught me, but we were mm. in a, um, we were so focused on body and movement. We used to run 12 hour extreme torture sessions. So very <laughs> military. Yeah. So you'd be carrying like 50 kilos, 25 in each hand for kilometers oh, in buckets. And, and that's why I can't open my chest up and things like that because of injuries. But I, I come from the school of stretching for chicks. You don't need to recover. Um, beer is your recovery, that sort of stuff. <laughs> so any of the, and we've got country guys, like we've got business out west. Like what's some advice, some real basic simplistic advice for stuck men to like get into the practice of yoga? Like where do they start? Like let's get it really, let's simplify it. You mean where do they start from home or if they can get themselves to a yoga studio? Most of them will be from home. Yeah, okay. So you've got to start with, and we, we said this word before, awareness. And it sounds really simple, but it's basically turning within. And it might be just sitting down. Yes, just sitting and breathing and noticing without judgment your breath. So start with your natural breath. How am I actually breathing right now? Okay, oh, interesting. Where am I breathing? Through my, my nose or my mouth? Yeah, so start with breath work and notice how you can start to change that and increase the duration of the breath. When you're doing this fine tuning work, then you'll start to notice where's my mind wandering off to? They say our mind wanders off to the same places 88% of the time anyway. Oh, that's interesting. Notice the mind. And yoga just asks you just to sit and observe so whilst you're doing the breath work which is enough in itself just to work with you just observe the fluctuations of the mind and they're generally going past or future everybody wants to be present everybody's talking about it apart from the f word the other one is presence and mindfulness it's literally choosing to sit and be mindful like we are right now we're in a conversation I'm not thinking about the class before or what I had for breakfast. And I'm not thinking about lunch, but I'm having this moment. Of course, there's fleeting thoughts and there's temptation. There's always temptation, mm -hmm. but I see it and then it goes. So we let it come and we let it go. And it's like observing traffic. Yeah, we can all do that. So let's just say we see a red car pass by. If we're going to fix, uh, fixate on that red car and then go into a story about where they might be going, then we get carried away and thought. If we can just see the car pass us by and notice, we do the same with our thoughts. We do the same with our emotions. Such a simple, I hope I've explained that simply it's enough. beautiful. But bloody hard to apply. 
some of these guys that we actually connect with are would be you're talking 200 k's from the nearest town yeah no mobile phone reception and they're some of the most stressed individuals mm. i've ever had the privilege to work with but when we break it down and we do the totem polar health the most important thing you can do is breathe a lot of these guys at diaphragm are so locked up through anger and um chest is so tight and we do a lot of study and teaching around generational stuff as well so they're getting information downloaded from uncles aunties grandfathers and um, we've been fortunate enough to help people with bridging questions to dissolve it and that sort of stuff. So um, I absolutely love how simple you make it. And yes, it is that simple, but also too, like you're also an empowered business owner. You're an entrepreneur, you implement, you act. Mm. The alternative sucks, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So what do you think your biggest well, They say the if you want to create, you know, have an epic life, you can't have basic habits. I love right? Say that again. I love that. <laughs> if you want to have... Or create yeah. an epic life. You can't have basic habits. I really want you to sit with that um, and listen to that, like, and absorb that. Like, maybe you need to repeat it. Maybe you need to say it out loud. That is gold. Mm. It really is. A lot of people, I find, build success. They try to have success from failure strategies. Yeah, because we're drawn toward that. We're drawn toward the negative, to move from negative to positive. It's a bit of a human conditioning, isn't it? Uh, oh, that scares me. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm so scared this is going to happen to me. <laughs> Create, manifest. Yeah. Oh, toxic relationship. Oh, oh, yes. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, you, we call it in. We do, we do. I've called a few in that <laughs> As teachers, thank goodness for them. I'm yeah. very grateful for them every day, actually. I think what's apparent from what I've observed is you've got great team around you. Mm. I think I suspect you would have great mentors. Yeah. I do. Who, who's, your, who's your mentor at the moment? Who's the teacher's teacher? You know, I I have a few mentors. Gideon Shelwick is one of them. My grandmother, who's not here, she's one of them. She knocks me around. She slaps me around a bit. Nice. Um, I read a lot. I'm reading um, Tribes by Seth Godin at the moment. Yeah, Tribes. Mm -hmm. um, the One Thing. can't remember who the author is. I, I, I love that. It's just focusing on your one thing. You know, that's one thing you can do, for example, to increase revenue within six months. And it's like, and you just do that, mm -hmm. you know, and because we're always distracted beings and we're always, when I, you know, oh, I'll try that, try this. We're just going to keep coming home, coming back to that one thing, that action plan. It's a good question you asked me about mentors because I haven't had a lot over the years, if I'm to be honest with you. Can I suggest a book you might yeah. absolutely love? Yeah. I, I don't, do you know uh, who Mickey A. Singer is? No. Michael A. Singer. He wrote a book called Untethered Soul and he also wrote another book called The Surrender Experiment. Ooh. Throughout his 20 years of creating a billion-dollar company, he always lived in the woods, meditation, morning, night, yoga practice all day, initially coming from wanting to be a hippie in the background, but also realising that he needed to work and he needed to create right. something. And because I think people, we used to say when I first come into awareness, like you can't meditate on a rock all day, you can't stretch all day, you still need to go out and, and create income and do what you need to do. Mm. So That's a fine line, isn't it? It is. And I don't think everyone possesses that, the art of implementation. Mm. What do you think the key to implementation is? Well, it's there's a term. What is it? Are you allowed to swear on this? Probably? Fuck yes. Um, good. It's <laughs> it's it's you know, um, getting shit done and letting shit go. It's that art form, you know, mm -hmm. going about having intention, going about creating, but also allowing and surrendering, 
and I think that's the you know that's the dance that's that's we're all talking about balance which I think is a lot of BS but I think when it comes to that it's like yeah how much am I actually going about and actioning and putting out there and saying I want I'm creating this is what I'm doing and how much am I allowing because actually we can be limiting ourselves so often mm-hmm. you know we might have a goal say something by six months time that might be so limiting when we can have it tomorrow why not tomorrow I love that yeah and I love so the fact dance. that you said balance is bullshit. So um, we... <laughs> it's limiting, isn't it? It is limiting. Well, one thing we do in our retreats in our space is I'm always looking for them to actually point out the negative mm. so they can find the wisdom behind it. So if a lot of people look at their life like relationships, fitness, health, whatever it is, and there's one key emotion they keep bringing up. So we try to take the power away from the story by focusing on the emotion and it simplifies it. So... Um, and where I'm going with this is I get a lot of people from other circles come in and go, I just need to be balanced about everything. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. Like, you need polarity. You need polarity in relationships. You need mm-hmm. you need the negative mm-hmm. because like, how do we know what winning is without losing? Yin Happiness, and yang. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. So um, I was Balance. Go- yeah. I, I find that interesting that you've talked about the negative because I like talking about the negative. Mm. I find it interesting that you said balance is bullshit. Mm. It is. Mm. <laughs> well, we're all chasing it. Everyone's trying to get it. Like they reckon that they can get this recipe down pat and nail it and that's it. I'm everything. Everything is awesome. I said that already today. I? Mm-hmm. What I think is that um, there's a yoga term in yoga called brahmacharya, which directly translates to right or wise use of energy. So we've only got so much energy. Mm-hmm. Some of that is time energy, 24 hours. Some of that's money, insert whatever energy form you want to talk about. But it's how we use it, you know. Am I choosing to um, ride, go riding on my bike for two and a half hours and I've lost time here that I haven't cooked, so I'm just going to go and grab a burger? You know, so it's, it's every day. It's fine-tuning and polishing up your life so that you can find a place where, everything kind of comes into flow state, mm-hmm. I think would be better than balance, right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, there's flow here. This has opened up for me. The lights turn green. I make time here. I look at my life and I run my life like a business. I run my house like a business. It sounds crazy, but routine and structure is what set us free. People that are successful have rituals, have daily habits that give them space to create and to go about their, their day on their mission so how can that be done if it's just oh here's another day here's you know we we need to have that rituals it's ancient isn't it rituals and habits in our lives to create and with so many hours in the day and so much money so much food so much whatever it is we need to really be thinking about brahmacharya how am i best to use my energy and some of that is saying no some of that is having boundaries some of that is going to bed early mm-hmm. hello this is it comes back to this basic stuff yeah we call it's the simple like watching the breath simple um having boundaries in our relationships you know seeing making time when a friend calls up says hey mate can you come and help her rather than that quick desire to want to say yes and help we say let me get back to you that's what i teach my clients let me get back to you so that we can come back and say you know what i'd love to help how about next tuesday how about next month because we're fine-tuning this thing called life so we can live our best life Mm -hmm. absolutely i love that um 
we I will often teach you anyway to really understand the value of a yes is to understand a no. Mm-hmm. I'll often send homework for clients to start saying no to their partner quite often. Yeah. Um, just to really mix it up. Yeah. Um, and I see a lot. Of, I'm back to relationships because it's a lot of fun to talk about. But I see a lot of women start to trust their masculine, and then it's like, how do we get back into that space? So what do you think? So when you see women that are very masculine and things like that, and they're not allowing the flow. Like, what would you what would you tell the guys to help them understand? Because we do have a lot of guys from the west, out west listening. The divine feminine, like it's in its purest and truest form when he steps into his divine masculine. And together it's this beautiful is this word I'm trying to say, um, opportunity to, to evolve. But we have to, you know, be an open channel, if you like. We've got to get out of mind's way. We've got to allow her to be her and know that she is different around that cycle. She's different around the hour, mm-hmm. you know, and let that go. Let her be all of that in one hour. Mm-hmm. And let's we we do us, you do you, mm-hmm. and keep those lines of communication open. Effective communication, effective uh, question asking. Mm-hmm. It takes practice. It really does. Like yeah, relationships it's, it's easier work. not to do it. It is. Relationships are a direct mirror to to the soul, right? It's you know we draw people into our lives at the particular chapter that we're we're going through to say, oh, this is a chapter about insert word whatever this person is, right? And everything is temporary. Mm-hmm. Every relationship you have, you will have, you have had, comes to an end at some point. Energy, start, middle, end. Right? So if we can become less attached and just allow, you know, every day is a new day. Like I said in class today, wipe the slate on the relationship. Whatever happened last week, let it go. Don't bring it in to today. That's actually perfect timing because I had a, um, I do coaching with, Linda, the mother of my children, purely so we can communicate better because even with all the awareness I do, I practice PD and mindfulness, my version of mindfulness all day, every day. Um, so even I get lost in mm-hmm. drawn into where she's at. And to love her where she's at and to love people where they're at, that takes practice. Because I first thing I want to think is like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help. Yeah, no, and not at all. And it's our stuff gets in the way. And when um, our partners are on that journey, the worst thing we can do is is get in the way of it. We need to allow, and that might might be allowing for the day, it might be allowing for months, it might be allowing for a season in your life. You know, and one of the, another guideline of yoga is ahimsa, and it's it's practicing kindness and love. I heard you talk about that with Kim, and I'm like, was really violent to my body over the years with food. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Perfect example. Mm. But we can also be violent in a way toward our partners or whoever the relationship is that we're having we're having it with by getting in the way, giving them advice, trying to change them, trying to help them, trying to fix them. That's actually violence. You said that on that podcast. Yeah. Um, it's a big one. It's a big one. I know you're probably listening out there thinking, nah, what the hell is she on about? And I know that, you know, with a 
past relationship of mine that was quite um, significant. Um, he had you know, his story and his issues and his stuff going on, and I did. I made the mistake and I, I learned, but I tried to help him. Try this. What about this coaching? What about this doctor? What about this person? I was constantly always trying to think up ideas for him. And this worked for someone I just spoke to at the studio, and maybe you could try that. And I was literally getting in his way because it was his journey, not mine. You said, and you did say on Kim Fogg, don't take it from them. And I 100% believe that. Um, I uh, I was I would describe myself as very average in the masculine. With I just recently ended with the woman I thought I'd be with the rest of my life, Jess, mm. and that was December, which is really cool. But um, I became very average in the masculine. Like I'll talk to you when you come. Never works. I'll um yeah. She started. We just, just saying those words. Yeah. Work. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> you just triggered me, Trent. Hey, guys, what do you mean? What when? You mean when? <laughs> One thing that makes one thing that makes I love Alison A. Armstrong. She's like the she's around since the nineties. I think Tony Robbins stole all this stuff, but she she talks about um, women having an extra organ called feelings, and it's right in the middle of the heart. And when it's full of love and gifts, it's like nothing can go wrong. But when it when she's pissed, she'll throw a best friend under the bus, and she'll be full of black tar, and, and it's just very different. But very quickly through timing the touch on the arm or something very simple you can turn it on like that mm. it's like when you go to answer the door after arguing right well, hey <laughs> it can change that quickly it's like what <laughs> but strong man I, I don't think anyone can really divine what it, it, it's up to you what it is like it's up to you how you present yourself it's stepping like, into your power mm -hmm. and not your aggressive you know i am here hear me i'm here hear me raw power it's 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 actually it's 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 soft and it's beautiful and it's allowing and it's, yeah, it's not what we think it to be. Well, David Dieter, who wrote um, The Superior Man, mm. um, and uh, he talks about that fiery feminine. There's about 10% of women are fiery feminine. It has to be celebrated. It's Only celebrated. 10%? Yeah, 10%. That's just stats of what right. they made up. But they said 10% of, like, really fiery feminine most people don't know how to celebrate it and most people don't know how to when she's saying let go don't let go like show control in those moments of let go and all this sort of stuff and i found it really really uh interesting because it's almost like you need to be a mind reader but i think you need to you yeah it takes practice to really sense where someone's at Shit. It's funny, I said to my partner the other day, I don't know what came up, something, and he said, I love, you know, yes, because I've got the water element, but I've got the fire in me too, you know, Kim called the podcast Calm the Wild. Mm -hmm. um, and I was saying to him something about, you know, how I can fire up when I need to, and he's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, what are you going to do with me when I do, you know? <laughs> you ready for me? And he said, I'm just going to stoke it a little. <laughs> Did you piss yourself laughing? Yeah, of course. I'm like, that is so good because he will just, he'll take me as I am. Exactly right. Yeah. I think, um, and we talk about, we have three questions we use in relationship coaching. Yeah. I'm a great coach at relationship, but boy, maybe I should take my own <laughs> advice sometimes. But we ask three questions. So, so what It's am, always while we work in that field. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, what are my needs? What am I willing to give? And the tough one, what are my deal breakers? Mm. Like your non-negotiables. Non yeah, okay. So what, here we go, let's yeah. get personal. What yeah, are your deal breakers? What are your deal breakers in a relationship? Got to be honest. Yeah, honest. Honest is everything. Another guideline of yoga. Yeah, really appreciate honesty. Um, it's a big one, isn't it? Mm. 
authenticity probably sits in the same basket. Mm -hmm. And purpose driven. No white here. And it's a very feminine, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're drawn to purpose driven, mission yeah. driven. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I try to keep it really simplistic and just say change. Like I've had, I'm uh, I'm very open about the shit things that I've done. And I've, that when I became a mindset coach from being just a remedial therapist and a few other things, the first live I did was I'm just going to spew all my shit onto the screen and I just verbal diarrhea and I thought it's out and I just let it go in that moment. But we've um, that's divine masculine right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I had to because I thought well to let it go right there. Let, yeah, yeah. Mm. Powerful. It is really powerful. And I've had a lot of, I built business imperfectly. Like I did four or 500 lives in one year. I was known as the live guy. That's kind of how we built an online presence. Um, I built business the old fashioned way. Like, can you work with me? Will you work with me? Will you work with me? I found it really hard to transition into a new space. Like how have you transitioned? Has it been easy for you? Or? You mean from um, my previous businesses in PR yeah, and business yeah, to, yeah, to, to yoga? Yeah, to this and Huge. I mean, I went had counselling because um, I didn't want to tell anyone that this like businesswoman, business head in Melbourne running a PR firm wanted to do yoga like full time. You know, when you have usually your, I mean, it depends, everyone's different, those of you listening, but you'll have a vision or something will drop in. Maybe the penny drops, might be on the toilet, mm -hmm. might be in the shower. So I'd be in the shower and I could like see myself teaching yoga and dare I tell anyone. And by this, like I would sort of started practicing yoga. Um, but now I'm getting vision that maybe I actually want to do a bit more than just practice and maybe I want to share it because when you find something you love, mm -hmm. you know, the next best thing is to share it. Um, so, yes, I went out and I had counselling and I grew some wings, I think it's another term then, and I came home and I spoke to the people closest to me and surprise surprise they all supported me <laughs> went on to um do the teach training started teaching small groups went on to open studios was in melbourne sold them moved to sunshine coast created them transitioning through that was just entrusting that i had a gift to share and entrusting that i love connecting people i love bringing people to the practice I have a business knowledge and a business background and I don't see it as in business, you must make money. It's the flow. We talked about flow state. It's okay. I found yoga, this beautiful spiritual practice and a way of healing and changing your life. I have a business knowledge and understanding. So it's really joining the dots, bring the right people in to deliver that practice, market accordingly to bring people towards the light of, of yoga. And it's blending all of that and, and trusting. I mean, I don't know where the business is going tomorrow, but it's just always listening, tuning in and allowing that to, to kind of come through me. I really, really hope if you caught some of that you stop you rewind you listen especially that made any sense. <laughs> it, it, we're talking about a fiery feminine that's purpose-driven mm. we're talking mm. about a woman that I understands business, 10%. 10 <laughs> can i retract that now? <laughs> but um there's some really great business tips there not everyone's a business owner not everyone's an entrepreneur um you, you can be a part of someone's culture you can be a part of someone you can really add to uh, someone's space. So we get a lot of people that come in and go, I want to be a business owner, but they clearly suck at business ownership. Mm. So I think there's a lot it's of- all for what purpose? Do they want to be a business owner? Then? Yeah, well, yeah. Accept, uh, I hear a lot of acceptance, surrender, trust, 
I really hope you listen to the Surrender Experiment or you get that book. Yeah, on it. Uh, on it. I might bring it into. It's my favourite book of all time. Um, and it talks about the inner voice, like that, that protection, like the oh, bullshit yeah. that you say oh, to yourself. Yeah. When Those voices. Uh, Which one to listen to? Exactly right. Which one do you tend to listen to? I can hear, I can hear it. Yeah, nice. So do you think in sentences or pictures or feelings? Or? Um, all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> of course you do. I'm visionary, so yeah. I get vision. Yeah. But it's funny because last night um, I'm able to still get downloads even while I'm teaching. Um, so downloads mm -hmm. might be a, a, a news drop-in mm -hmm. or um, a message, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I was teaching Yoga Nidra. Nidra is a guided meditation practice. It goes for an hour. That's where I started a year ago. Oh, 20 so minutes. Just go where you need to go. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah right where you need to go. And I guided the group in, it was all men actually, so the divine masculine in the house. And um, took them to a certain place and I knew I was gonna leave them in silence for a bit because I was sitting next to someone and they were getting message. And um, I, like, I, I lead them into that place. And then all of a sudden I had asked, what do I need to understand right now? It's one of my favourite words. Mm -hmm. You know that you would know that one, Trent. Mm -hmm. Of course you do. Of course he does. <laughs> what do I need to understand right now? And you just sit and hang out and kind of wait for it. Mm -hmm. And it may not even come in that moment. It might come in 24 hours, 48 hours. You, those of you waking up at 1, 2, 3 in the morning, that's your time. If you're not listening in the day, spirit's going to come and knocking and say, hey, Absolutely. dude, wake up. We're trying to talk to you. <laughs> anyway, I was awake and I was listening and four words came in. It was do less, be more. This is the timing around this is amazing. And I, we've got a firewalk coming up in Noosa, April 10th. Um, and it's all around the formula, be, do, have. <laughs> so, um, no surprises yeah, too. we've got a webinar tonight actually around with Kurik Ashley is my coach this year. Yeah. And um, he's like the king of the firewalk and he's reinventing himself and he's asked to co-produce stuff alongside of us, which is a, which is kind of cool. Um, and he's opened up a new stuff. So we've got, we he's all about be, do, have, and it's all about effective action. Um, and I love the fact that you said do less. I've got more time than I've ever had in my life at the moment. Mm. And that's why I'm in this studio because mm. I think I need to uh, really devote some time and come and spend some time with you and, and learn. I'm excited about that. Like I, I'm, I love that I'm not the smartest in this room. I love that I'm definitely not the best yogi in this room. I love that I can come into this room and just be. Absolutely. Yeah. Exist. And the be part is really embodying. So if you work out what your intention is, or what your purpose is, or what your thing is, I don't know what you referred to it with your with your clients. It's then just to kind of step into that and just embodying that. Mm -hmm. So 2021 for us is about doing less. Mm -hmm. We've got, um, and we've had to have really tough conversations because I worked out that, surprise, surprise, I was the reason our culture was suffering a bit because I wanted to make sure I was happy. So I said, just take it, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. I've got a massive work capacity. I could do 20 hour days all day long, every day. Um, but that's just avoiding suppressing because um, I really do love people. I really care about people and I want them to have everything. But some people are just on a different planet. Totally. And nice. letting go is a practice. Yeah. And that's all my intention is when I come in here is to let go. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. They say the hardest asana, 
Asana basically means the yoga pose. I was about to say, what would you call me? Asana. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. My dad joke. The, yeah, I love a dad joke. The hardest asana is letting go. So it's actually the hardest thing you'll do at yoga. Well, one thing I really noticed today was like even um, I had ankle injuries and even the proprioception's improving. I was really observing how you were saying tighten up in certain positions, when to focus, when to extend. I love your cueing. I think it's really important. I don't think a lot of yoga instructors truly understand cueing. Mm. Oh, it's hard to get all out in the space of now when you're trying to give everyone a Zen space and find themselves. And there's so much going on in a single hour of class. Well, I'm taking it all in. Like, I'm a keen observer. I love it just watching the people around. And I'm inspired by younger, older, fitter, like you were talking today about. Um, as I get you, some one of your clients said, oh, it'll be a little bit worse when I get older and you just, just about burst out in, <laughs> in laughter, <laughs> which I, I had a bit of a chuckle. She came in. She told me that she found out last night she's got um, oh, something in her hips, arthritis or osteo. And I was like, oh. There's your message. She's like, oh, I've been meaning to slow down. I've been meaning to change and get healthier. And I was like, so you had to go through this to change something in your life? She's like, yeah. I'm like, right. And then she, she literally said, well, I guess it's just going to get worse as I get older. I'm like, yes, if you say so. If we tell ourselves that, yes, of course we create that. Everything is language. But it takes someone to pull us up. And I'm not afraid to do that i think you do it through questions though well i know yeah. you do it through questions mm. but uh, one thing we teach our coaches even from an entry level is always ask for permission always yeah i think it's great yeah permission is, is huge allowance you know and the busy thing it's funny because um you said you know you love you know give the work to me give the work to me and i've had, obviously as a business owner I had to do a lot of letting go and trusting and allowing others to step in and step up and this actually, is your baby actually half the people that work for me are better than me anyway <laughs> better teachers better marketers better copywriters better facebook advertisers well, I, I, just really me. I just do me <laughs> Haley's awesome right she's awesome <laughs> Um, so you know that, and that's that's smart. That's like hire guns, get the mm -hmm. get the guns in, get them, get them working. Get the winners. For you. You're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> you are cheating. But I I can be me. Yeah. Right. If this is do less, and you you've got the same, doing less this year. How do I just focus on being me and bringing me? Because my it's potent, mm -hmm. but probably not necessarily in the studio all the time or in behind the phones or in behind a computer screen. I'm not potent in that space. We brought in, I've just hired an exercise physiologist um, because we've brought to, I, I don't know how I did it. Anyway, it came to me. I, I created a framework around psychology, physiology, sociology, and I was, I was looking around at all these great research laboratories laboratories and there's like 130 different ologies and i'm like i'm like this shit does not make sense like this makes sense become a master of your feedback and you have your answers so i put it all together and i invited this ep into our space who's worked with university and she's like do you know since this is so new this framework that people do not know how to use it so i brought someone in way smarter with a clinical background uh who understand i'm great with big and i can pull it apart but that middle stuff yeah I suck at it. Uh -huh. And finishing off things? No, I'm good at finishing you're things. Good, you're finishing. Yeah, yeah, finishing, I'm good closer, all that yeah. sort of stuff. But just that guiding the team. Yeah. If you have my love and respect, do shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, if there's real problems, talk to me, but yeah. otherwise, just do shit. Yeah. Yeah. Get it done. Because you have my trust. Yeah, I love that. That's empowerment. You're empowering them. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that having a lot of feminine energy around me, there is that little bit of, I got up at 6.01, then at 6.03 I had my coffee, then at 6.05 I tried that outfit on. I'm like, oh, I'm like rigid, masculine, like what's the point, where's the problem? So they are teaching me how to communicate more effectively and sit with it and be on my phone less. Oh, yeah, that's a big one, isn't it? And it's boundaries. It's wise use of energy. Yep. And apologise. Too, understanding like what apologise. Some mentors are like, fuck it, don't apologise for anything. And I'm like, well. Oh, well, it's ownership, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's re- I, I had to apologise to one of my key people the other day and said I was a bit of a dick, wasn't I? Yeah. She's like, yeah, thanks for acknowledging that. Oh. And I go, yeah, okay. I can cop that on the chin. Vulnerability is is beautiful. Yeah, um, my first place I started because 2016 I had all the labels. Uh, 2017 I was stuttering all the words, drinking pretty heavy, um, and it was there was choice and someone it was either drive your car into that tree, which I've talked about many times, or go this way, and someone threw Brene Brown at me. Yeah. And she was talking. talking. Yes, she was talking about the gifts of vulnerability, and she was talking about owning your story. And I'm just crying because I had been panic attacked and someone said, listen to this. It was Jess, actually. Listen to this. Get back to me. And I just was crying. And I'm like, why am I crying? She's like, better question, please. And I'm like, oh, I, I, it's my story. It's powerful. But the version I was telling myself was eating me away. Like it, I, was, I was done. I think you would see that a lot. Oh, all the time. I saw it myself first because... <laughs> When on path to finding ourselves and finding our gifts to share with the world, you know, there's there's no surprise that you've had all these experiences because how on earth would you sit here on your green bolster? The comfy bolster. <laughs> In this place of position and, and where you are now and to be able to run stuff and all these amazing things that you've done, how would you relate to these beings without what you've had to experience? So when we come to understand that, and I know that's, and don't worry, I hit the drink as well back in my day, and I would, you know, I was looking for anything to escape, and I remember, you know, I had children and I'd separated, and there was a lot of challenges for for many years there, and I would just keep saying to myself, this is going to help other women one day. My my story is going to help. This is not for me. It's going to come through me. It's going to come through me. So if you're going through something that you just can't even see your way out of. You've got to have that trust. And that's why I talk about the trust to know that one day, like um, Trent can sit here and tell a story and you can almost laugh about it. It's so light now because you've done that work. One day you two are going to be able to tell your story, empower others, inspire others, but you've got to do the work and you will come out the other end. Of course you will. We deal with some of the biggest, I remember my first client, she's now a coach and working for a really empowered human but she went through um sexual assault as a child she saw her sister twin sister die her father died like i ran into her stuff broken back um and um yeah the, the stuff that we see all the time and the only way you can truly evolve from it and anyone that get anyone that's in wanting someone else to solve their problems for them this might trigger you but if you can get to a place of not wanting to change because of the lessons and taking responsibility, you won't be anxious. Mm-hmm. And that warm feeling you have after understanding what it does for you, that's what we call love. Mm-hmm. Don't push it away. It's not shame. I get it. Shame will hit you up. But mm-hmm. there's only two real killers. That's humiliation and shame. Mm-hmm. In my experience, in mm-hmm. suicide space. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, we run into some really big stuff and uh, I don't talk about it lightly. I, I, I'm probably a little bit desensitized to it, if anything, because I deal with it so often. Mm. It's almost like normal, which is unfortunate. I think people realize how how common a lot of this stuff is. Well, it's funny because, you know, I've got the, the new group of teacher trainees embarking on their six-month course with us this Saturday and I start to get, I get feelings now like I'm, I can anticipate already what they're going through for Saturday because I work with energy and it's a lot of what you said I'm teaching these teachers to hold space in environments where there's anywhere from three to 33 43 53 people who you know nothing about and some of them most of them are, you know, going through trauma, have had, suffered great loss, and they come to yoga not just because they want to bend and stretch and get a six pack. They're coming in here to survive. They got to find a way to navigate their lives. Can I get a six pack? If it's, if it's a priority, if that's, if that's important to you, if that's going to change your life, Trent. Yeah. Get a six pack. <laughs> no, Dad, but <laughs> that's going to help with this transformation process work that you're doing. Yes. <laughs> Do less. Do less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got lost in the and, and this is what these teachers are doing and this is what I'm doing and we have no idea that that person sweating next to us who we might judge otherwise has maybe you know experienced abuse just that morning mm -hmm. loss of a parent child and we're all going through stuff the happiest of people are going through stuff regularly we're all doing the work and I think it's humbling and you would see it in your retreats I would imagine is when people actually stop and drop and circle around other beings and people share a bit of their story I see it people are gobsmacked because it's like I've been so stuck in my story of poor me and they go she's got this happening had that he just said that and look oh my gosh I had no idea and I think this is part of the waking up and awareness it's like wake up and realize people everyone has something we're all working with something great or little Mark Woolen says it great Mark Woolen talks about um generational trauma he's a bit of a leader and I love it he simplifies it trauma equals opportunity absolutely yeah, so, um, uh, and if they just knew, like, even generational trauma when I started, my fear, which I'm very open about, is uh, that my biological father, I didn't have much to do with, a couple of times he came in and gave me what I needed, which I was, was great. Yeah, he, um, uh, it's, my fear is that uh, my father wouldn't tell me he's proud of me, even though my stepfather tells me every day at 41, oh. he loves me. I'm 41. Oh, awesome. There you go, 79. 80s, 80s. Oh, 79. Okay. I'm 42 soon. Um, but uh, even though I have that love and I have that gift and I, uh, and even though my kids aren't around me and things like that, I've got a 16-year-old that spent seven years telling me she hated me and I just let her go. So, uh, but I'm not, it's a gift. Like the most selfless thing I did was go, you've got it. Absolutely, just accept, surrender. And in my last relationship, I said, what do you need to get on with your life? And she said this, I said, have it. Oh, that's, that's really powerful. Yeah, but, and then my ex-wife is, oh, sorry, Belinda is going, so you're telling me, because I told her, I said, so you're telling me you did this, but you made us sell our property and, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I don't, I don't get it. And I'm going, I'm different. I, if it were, you're asking me to change something I can't change mm. without your gifts of putting an IVO against me and all that other stuff against me. I'm not here doing this. Well, I actually employ her now. <laughs> and she gets 10 times the support and 10 That's times greatest the Greatest teachers, right? Yeah, yeah. So she gets love and gratitude from me every day. And I apologise if I'm a dick because I'm quite often a dick to her. 
most days. She wants something. I'm like, what? I used to say to her, how are you going to fuck up my day today? That's oh. how I used to communicate with her with oh. pre-growth. What a dick. What do you call it, pre-growth? Or oh, it's like PG, that. pre-growth. I love that. Can I use that? Uh, it's done. It's yours. Everything's borrowed, right? <laughs> I have to. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I could talk for another three or four hours. Yeah. I'd love to have you back on at another time. I'm going to invite you to do our deaf retreats. Yes, please. I, I'm also going to be deaf. And we've got a big three-day coaching masterclass where we're actually going to change the coaching community in Australia. So that comes up the end of June. Power I'd love you to present. I'd love you to whatever we can do. We're going to chat, assuming the dates come up. I'm going to be at your August retreat. Tell yes, us. To, yes, yes. Give yourself a shameless plug. Go put it out there. What can we do? Where can we find you? Look, if you're on the coast, senkoyoga.com.au. The studios in Maroochydore, Noosa, Bloodline, Bedina. Um, we are online, senkoyoga.com.au. There is an online platform there. Um, we have retreats. Um, nationally only at the moment, of course. Um, the next one, well, Mission Beach has has filled up, but there'll be should be another one later on the year. And the next one that Trent's saying is going to come to is in August at Noosa North Shore. It's a tough place to come and visit. <sighs> it sucks, Noosa. Like, yeah, I don't know sucks. how you put up with it. <laughs> I know it's just it's not it's the ocean. It's just annoying the sound. And Consistent weather, apart from at the moment. Yeah, average twenty-two in winter. It sucks. <laughs> So, but tenkayoga.com.au, um, uh, you got all the socials, Insta, uh, yeah, all, that. all that. Yeah, I'm Lauren Verona Yoga. If you want to follow me personally, I tend to share a bit more over there. Awesome, I love it. It really is a great community. Go and check it out. One thing I'm really impressed about is the connected community. I watch you took people out on boats and you celebrate your community. I think it's really important. You do little events. You're consistently putting things out there. And if you want to create more income, you have to add value. If you want to serve, you have to add value. And I think that you have, you're a bit of a master at it. So well done. Fine work in progress, isn't it? And, and it's asking your clients, how can I best serve? When you're in a service industry, ask them. And then you pitch into their rules, right? Right. If I do that, are you in? Yeah. And people want to be a part of something, and that's what Zenko gives to people is this feeling of I'm making a difference. I understand what Zenko is about, and I'm contributing. Mm-hmm. I've experienced it. I love it. I'm a member. Take my money is what I said today. <laughs> Just take my money. Um, and um, yeah, so if you're if you're interested in anything Lauren does, please reach out to us. If you're interested in going to one of our classes, please reach out to me. I'll happily point you in the right direction. Um, all their info will be in the show notes. Thanks, dude. That was awesome. You're a lad. <laughs> Stop it. <You> are. <laughs> Keep going. It's an honor to hang out with you and <laughs> we'll, share space and, and time. We will do it many more times. All right, I'll team. Thank it. thank you very much. Um, we've got a Kurik Ashley event coming up soon. Find your fire April 10th. If you haven't enrolled in that, why not? It's two for one for another seven days. Um, plus we've got about three thousand dollars worth of extras, so the value so it's ridiculous. Um, that's April 10th. We get to walk across 600 degree coals with Kurik. Kurik's a bit of a legend in the industry. What else we got up? We got oh, we got many things coming up. But anyway, next week for another empowered guest. Have a great day. Bye bye.